All right, what the fuck's going on, folks? How y'all doing tonight? Uh, welcome to episode three of the Bustin' Bubbles Outdoors podcast. I had planned on recording this uh, Saturday night. Well, Saturday night, I got a little too lost in the sauce. I sat down and I recorded it, and it ended up being like 11 minutes long. And I was just not happy with that. So I sat down Sunday night, and I recorded it again. And uh, as I was getting ready to save the episode, it... uh. Uh, my computer disconnected from Wi-Fi, so I tried to get it to connect again, and uh, it wouldn't connect, and I restarted it, and by God, it didn't save. So, here we are on Tuesday. Sorry for the delay. Uh, hope y'all are having a good week. So, in this episode, I'm pretty well just going to talk about the reverse migration we just had, the that huge cold front, uh, the warm trend after it, and what I've been seeing from the ducks and stuff like that, so... Hope y'all are ready. Um, so as y'all all know, you gotta know, because uh, everybody felt it. We just had a huge, huge cold front come through a couple of weeks ago. Uh, everything froze. The rivers, the ponds, lakes, backwaters, everything. So I thought it was wild to see because, you know, uh, we was driving through town one day going up to Leavenworth to do a job and the Kansas River right there close to the shop was uh, froze solid pretty well. And we got out to Leavenworth and was working on the river out there. And it was not solid out there, but it was flowing with chunks of ice. It looked like something you'd see in freaking Alaska. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. So off of that, um, what I saw was I went out scouting a couple of days trying to find birds, trying to find somewhere to set up the hunt. And... I could not find any birds anywhere other than like city ponds and stuff like that. Um, this one, this one little city pond I drove up to, it had a had a pretty good bunch of mallards on it, a bunch of Canada geese and a golden eye. Man, it, that thing was pretty plumed out and everything, you know. And uh, when we were out there in Leavenworth working on the river, uh, saw a couple of golden eyes that day too. What I assume was golden eyes, it was either bubbleheads or golden eyes. I couldn't really tell, but. Um, anyways, coming off of that, on the back side of that cold front, you know, we was going out east to do a job, kind of northeast one day, and, uh, I guess it had been warm, warmer for a day or two, and we're on Interstate 70 out there east of Kansas City, and I saw a couple of flocks of geese flying up ahead of me, and I got up there to where I saw them at, and I looked to my left, and I looked to my right, and it was just geese as far as you could see. Uh, going back north so that was pretty wild to see i ain't never seen nothing like that um you know went out scouting last friday after work and uh as y'all know if you listen to the last episode i had matt smith with me we went out sunday saturday morning and uh hunted so i was scouting uh friday and I'm driving to these different places, you know, and I'm not really seeing any birds. Well, then I pull up on this one big, I guess, hole, if you want to call it, pool on these wild wildlife areas down here. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. You know, I'm not seeing any birds, nothing like that. I'm seeing a good bit of open water on it. It's been warm for probably three, four days at this point. When I say warm, I mean above freezing consistently. Um, and so I'm sitting there just kind of watching, looking around with my, with my binos and whatnot. And uh, 
I looked to the very north end up there, and across the trees, I just seen mallards coming in dumping. I mean, there'd be a group of 30, and then there'd be a group of 30 more. You look to the right, and there's another big group. You look to the left, and there's another big giant group. And you look above them, there's another one. It's just like, oh, man, where'd they come from, you know? Um, I probably watched 1,500 to 2,000 birds dump in this hole Friday afternoon. And I thought, well, we'll set up on that island out there. It looks pretty close to where they're landing at. Obviously, that's where they want to be at in this hole because they wasn't going nowhere else but right there. Well, Saturday morning, we got out there, and that island was a little bit further back than I thought it was. It's probably 150, 200 yards south of where them birds was landing. So uh, we end up going and setting up on the north bank up there, closer to closer to where the birds seem to want to be at. And, you know, about 15, 10 minutes till shooting light, uh, you just see birds flying all around. I mean, there was a good, probably saw a couple thousand birds that day, you know, just flying around constantly. They'd come over, would get them to come over and circle a time or two. Um, then it just seemed like they'd go see, they'd swing out wide and they'd see another pot of birds out there on the water, a flock of birds out there on the water, and they'd go land in them and they there was two other groups out there hunting on that pool that day, and we watched these birds do the same thing to them guys. Go and circle them a time or two, and then swing out wide and sit down. Um, we were able to scratch one bird out of that all morning, and, I mean, it was all right. You know, we could have had a better day, but I'm not bitching because shot a greenhead out of it, so not going to complain about that one bit. Um... I am going to bitch for a minute here because uh, I bought a box of Migra shells, a two, three stack load. And, you know, I'd been hearing good things about Migra, seeing good things about Migra on the Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give these a try. I've been, buy, I've been shooting uh, Federal Speed Shock and Winchester, I reckon Super X this year. And I've been doing good with them. You know, I ain't had no problems with none of them. Well, uh, the first three shells out of that box of Migra, didn't a narrow one of them shoot. Um, I cycled through all three of them that I had in my gun, and not a damn one of them, you know, went bang. So I was kind of frustrated by that, because, I mean, spend $26 on a box of shells, and then all of a sudden, they don't shoot, you know, something's wrong. So, Migra... I don't know if your quality control ain't right or what your issue is, but uh, y'all got to fix that shit because that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I shouldn't be spending $26 on a box of shells for my shells not to go off, you know. Uh, we had birds in close that we could have hit or that I could have hit, I feel like, and uh, within 30 yards. And when I went to uh, swing on them, click, 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 you know. So that kind of pissed me off a little bit, left a, left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, also going to complain here. I got most of my decoys are rigged up with the uh, Higdon non-tangle coated cable. Well, Higdon, your non-tangle coated cable ain't worth a fuck neither. Uh, I sat down there in the living room for probably two and a half, three hours the other day trying to get decoys untangled before I finally decided, uh, you know, screw this. I'm gonna I'm going to cut this line because I ain't getting nowhere.
So I reckon next year I'm going to try some of them lifetime rigs, see what, see what all that hype's about with that. Anyways, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how things are different that I'm noticing each time I go out, stuff like that. And one thing that I'm noticing that's different here from where I came from is the hide. You know, um, I've been having to use layout blinds this year, which is really the first time I've ever used layout blinds. Uh, I used one last year in February. And, I mean, it was okay, but you put my big fat ass in that layout blind, the doors wouldn't close right. So uh, I found one that was big enough for me to get in and um, got it grassed in good. I mean, it just looks like the ground. So I've been using that a pretty good bit. And I got an A-frame blind too this year. But, I mean, there ain't, there ain't really no sense in me carrying an A-frame out when it's just, just me or just me and one other person. We can hide other ways, you know. Um, I like the idea of the A-frame and all, you know, in theory it sounds good, but once you get out there and it's three, four o'clock in the morning and you having to trek in, have to make two or three trips, uh, it ain't a good time. So, you know, where I come from, you can pretty well get on a bank somewhere in most places, hide in some trees, you know, tuck up against a tree, uh, cattail, stuff like that. Well, here it's not so much like that. You know, you've got a couple of places that I've seen where it's got some big, tall stuff you can hide in pretty easy. Uh, but most of the places that I've hunted this year it does not have the big, tall stuff you can hide in easy. So uh, I've been having to use that layout line, and you know, which is great. It hides really well. But I've been having an issue with where I get in the layout line. And I can have my head up above the doors before uh before shooting light. And once shooting light gets here, I'm like, oh shit, well what am I gonna do? Because you know, uh right at shooting light, probably for the first 30 minutes or so, I can have my head out and I, my face is still shattered in pretty good. So between my hat and the grass on the blind, it still pretty well covers me. Um uh, but, you know, like I say, after after shooting light gets here and whatnot, uh, that sun starts getting up. I got to hide in it, and I'm uh, trying to get used to it. Because if you, when I get down in it good, you know, I'm pretty well looking straight up at the sky. So uh, I've started propping my leg up on a door, push that door open a little bit. That way it's still pretty well shadowed in in there. And it don't look like too much or nothing. Um, but I can see out in front of me and whatnot. So that's that's something that I've been uh, I've been doing, trying to trying to get used to this season, trying to implement that layout grind layout line more into my hunting style, which is difficult, you know what I mean. But trying to work with it. Um, man. Also, I gotta say, these old mallard ducks are are uh, proving to be harder to work than uh, than I thought they might be. You know, some of your gadwalls out here, you teal, you hit that call at them a couple times, and they pretty well dumping in. But, man, them mallard ducks, they come over, and they circle, and they circle, and they circle, and they circle some more, you know. Um, I've, it seems like some days they really like mojos, some days they really don't like mojos. 
Uh, some days they like a lot of motion. Some days they don't care whether there's motion or not. You know, some I'm using a jerk rig at least pretty well every time I go out, at least one. And then uh, I'm usually using a mojo too. Um, you know, last weekend I hunted that same hole Sunday that I hunted uh, Saturday. Well, I went in after shooting light last weekend and I jumped a bunch of birds off the water. It was foggy as shit, so I didn't really think it mattered. Um, I'm thinking, well, that's where them birds are sitting at. They'll come back. Well, they come back, all right. There's a whole bunch of them out there flying around all morning, and uh, I couldn't do nothing with them. You know, I had a mojo out there, a jerk rig. The wind was blowing, giving motion to the decoys and stuff, which is good. Um man sunday them birds just they didn't want no part of me they, i could get them to come in and circle a time or two and uh again they'd go they'd swing out wide they'd see that live flock of birds over there on the water and you know i don't care who you are you ain't you ain't competing with no live birds on the water you might be the best damn championship caller there is or you know have a decoy spread of three thousand out there but yeah, those live birds on the water, you ain't you ain't got a chance. And I think that's what my issue was last weekend. Um also I tend to have this problem. Well, I say it's a problem. It's not really a problem, I don't think, where I'm trying to work these birds and I'm trying to get them all the way down in the decoys well where I could I could work them far enough down. Or when they swing on me one of these times, I could shoot them. But for some reason, I just have something about me that I'm just like, man, I got to get these birds down. I got to get these birds down. I got to get them to finish. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing because it's uh, it gives you better shots, better shot placement, theoretically. And uh, you ain't wounding as many. But, I mean... For me, also, at the same time, it sucks because I'm like, man, you know, I could have shot three out of that flock right there, at least two, if I just hit them when they were swinging as opposed to trying to get them down because eventually, you know, these birds, they'll circle and circle and circle for so long that uh, they'll, they'll end up flaring off something. I was talking to my brother-in-law a couple weeks ago down there in Mississippi, and uh, he's saying that he thinks these mallard ducks are they're keying in more on what they don't like as opposed to looking for what they do like, you know, which I get it, but at the same time, we're out there trying to fool these birds. So um, there's been many a days this year where I'm moving decoys around, you know, I have a flock come in and they'll circle and circle and circle and I'll, I'll move decoys around. Um, I've hunted with two mojos several days this year. One of those days I was having that issue where these birds are coming in and they're circling and they're circling and they're circling. And they, they give me probably, I don't know, five, six passes. And uh, then they flew off somewhere else. Well, I went and I moved some decoys around. I've pretty well been hunting the same all year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, two dozen, two and a half dozen decoys, something like that. A mojo two mojos a jerk rig um you know that one day that i'm telling y'all about they circle and circle well 
I go out and I move these decoys around and uh, I pull a mojo, just completely pull it. And it took a while, but the next group to come through, I didn't call at them with nothing but the uh, old Mallard Drake whistle, you know. And they circled me three or four times, and finally one of them broke off. And once that one broke off, uh, several more started coming down behind them. And I don't know if I rushed, my, rushed myself or what, but uh, I shot three times at them, and I missed three times at them. But, I mean, I guess that's how it goes sometimes. You know, that happens to everybody at some point. Um, but, you know, it seems like moving them decoys around really helped that day. And there's been days where I've seen it help, and there's been days where I hadn't seen it, saw, where I hadn't saw it help. Uh, there was one day that I went out with one of my buddies, and we're sitting here. We both got out there super late. Um, we was going to hunt this one hole. Well, there was somebody in the hole. So we go down to us. We had to go down two or three holes uh, before we could get to a spot, you know. Well, we got out there and we set up and a uh, shooting light came and went. And every bird that morning seemed like they flew right over top of us, went right past us. And there was a couple of guys, oh, I don't know, 150, 200, 250 yards away, somewhere along in there. And, uh, They'd go over there. They wouldn't even circle. They'd go over there and they'd go straight down in their decoys. So, I mean, um, I've seen that, you know, I don't know. I don't think moving decoys that day would have helped or nothing just because it seemed like every bird that come through there wanted in that one hole. Some of them would circle once. Some of them wouldn't even circle. They'd just go dump in. And, you know, another thing that I'm noticing is a lot of these guys out here, they sit there with their mallard hen call and they're just wailing on a hell call you know all freaking day and uh some of these guys they sound like they're trying to blow a freaking competition call or something and that's how that's how they work these ducks in and stuff and you know where it's getting later in the season i've noticed that that uh that mallard drake whistle uh really helps it's a change up. I don't. I hadn't seen a whole lot of people using that. I hadn't heard a whole lot of people blowing it. Everybody pretty well is just sitting there hail calling. You know, they'll hail call and hail call and they'll feed chuckle. They'll feed chuckle. Well, I mean, if it works, it works. But if it don't, it don't. You know, at some point you got to think, what the hell am I doing wrong here? When these birds come over and they start circling, and they start flaring. You know, I, I don't. I don't get it. But that's them, not me. You know. Um, started last weekend throwing a smaller decoy spread. Uh, I think from here on out, I'm probably going to go with maybe a dozen and a half, maybe some days not even a dozen. Um, just because as it's getting later in the season, you know, these birds are so used to seeing everything. I mean, you think about it, they've seen everything from Saskatchewan and Ontario or wherever they're coming from down to here, which, you know, Everybody's got mojos. Everybody's got a bunch of decoys. They've seen about everything you're going to throw at them. So I think I'm about to switch it up here. Because sometimes sometimes uh, being different is better than throwing out 19 dozen decoys. You know, I know a lot of these folks out here, they get, they get their big, uh, what do you call that, enclosed trailers and fill them up with decoys and blinds and stuff and 
they'll throw out 10 dozen decoys and i just i just don't think that's necessary maybe it would have been necessary last weekend with all them birds sitting on the water out there but you know sometimes being different is a is a whole lot better than being like everybody else so i think i'm about to switch it up like i say um also as y'all all know from me posting on instagram or whatever uh we're in the split right now so I'm hoping that this split that we're in, it helps these birds. You know, they've been getting shot at day in and day out. Uh, it opens back up on Saturday. But I'm hoping that this split helps these birds, you know, where they've had a week of resting period. Uh, they've been out feeding in places. We hadn't been froze over. So I'm hoping that uh, that helps us out a good bit this weekend. Um, hoping to hoping to really get on them come Saturday morning. You know, if we do, great. But if we don't, that's how it is. You know, it's called hunting for a reason, not killing. Um, but i tell you what, man. This uh, this hunting season's been a hell of a thing for me. Coming from the deep south out here to the Midwest, uh, go from, you know, driving two and a half hours some days, not see a bird. Uh, well, man, I ain't got to go, but... 40 minutes from the house and there's birds right there where I can hunt them or driving down the highway and you look in a ditch, there's water, there's greenheads sitting in the ditch or something like that. I mean, it's, it's a night and day difference compared to the deep South where I'm from. Now I do miss that old timber hunting, that flooded timber. Let me tell you something. I miss the hell out of it, but I love this kind of hunting up here. And you know, there's just birds everywhere. It's covered up. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it is anyways you know going into the season early till season even early season uh big duck a lot of guys were saying oh we ain't got no water we ain't got no birds this and that blah 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 hey, y'all kiss my ass because let me tell you something uh we went out there opening day of early till season and we shot a two-man limit well we went out there opening day of big duck we shot a two-man limit plus three so, I mean, I don't know. These folks just ain't looking in the right place or whatever. But there's water everywhere. I mean, if you if you look hard enough, you're going to find water. You know, hell, I was even, there's a couple of days even before early teal season where we was in that major, major drought. And I think we're still in a drought, you know, uh, that we're, I drove for, I don't know, an hour and a half south because go look at this little, uh, this lake and this refuge area down there. Well, I found plenty of water down there, plenty of stuff set up on and hunt. I just didn't see no birds. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's two weeks out from early teal. And like I say, you know, it's just been a wild season. Um, I've shot more ducks this year up here than I ever shot you know, where I'm from, which is great. If the season ended today, I wouldn't be mad. You know, I've, I've had a damn good year, which I know some of y'all, this uh, this ain't going to sound like much, but I'm at 30 birds right now. And like I say, I think last year I shot seven. The year before that, I shot four. So night and day, huge difference. Anyways, uh, I hope uh, I hope y'all are enjoying this podcast. You know, uh, 
Oh, one other thing I wanted to get at. Man, that, that reverse migration, I might have said something about it earlier, but that's a term that I hadn't heard a whole lot of uh, until this big cold snap we had. Uh, but let me tell you something. You sit down or you drive around after the after the big freeze and you don't see no birds, you don't see no open water, and then all of a sudden you got a couple of days where it's in the 40s, in the 50s, in the 60s, man. And you just start seeing birds like it ain't nobody's business, man. It's wild as hell. Um, so anyways, I hope y'all are enjoying this podcast. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy this episode. You know, if you do, I'd appreciate it if you'd, if you'd, uh, leave me a rating or review wherever you listen to this thing at. It should be out pretty well everywhere. So hope y'all leave me a rating and review and, uh, download this thing or subscribe to this podcast or whatever, like I say. Uh, we're going to be putting out content here every week on this thing and uh, hopefully have a couple of guests on here in this next month or so, uh, a couple more, you know, and uh, should have some pretty good stuff to come pretty, should have some pretty good stuff to be putting out for y'all. So like I say, hope y'all enjoy it. Leave me a review and until next week. Y'all fellas cut them like crack out there.